kind of darkness. But, so sin has a power uh, that, that pulls over this world, and we need to understand exactly what it does. But it also not only uh, shows us where we're at in this world, but it demonstrates the difference between the darkness of this world and the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, there is a major difference uh, in that. I'm telling you this, uh, when the tornadoes come through, it made me appreciate the beauty of the land a whole lot more than after seeing that ravage uh, that, that, the, that the tornado had left behind. So I'd like to preach to you just for a minute. I, we'll get to Romans 6 in, in just a moment. But there are some false benefits of sin. Some false benefits. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, you don't have to turn there, uh, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, listen, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now sin has, in this world's eyes, some benefits. If, if it didn't have some benefits in this world's eyes, there wouldn't nobody be uh, pulled to it, amen? But, but now think about it. How much of this world is choosing the sins of this world rather than the love of Jesus Christ, amen? Right. It's, a, it's got a strong pull uh, upon them. Uh, the, the Bible says uh, that he chose rather than to suffer affliction with God than to enjoy those pleasures. James 1, 13 through 15 says, Let no man say when he is tempted that I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man, listen to this, is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. You see, there, there is some pleasure to be gained in sin. And right now, y'all getting really quiet, and I get a lot of, you know what? Because sin is real, and I want you to just break through with this truth. It's real in all our lives. The Bible says that every one of us uh, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, now that that some of us won't like, like that's a past tense thing. Well, let me just say, you ain't fooling nobody but yourself. Amen. 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 Go ahead and loosen up a little bit. It'll be all right. We'll get out of here just shortly. I prayed for brevity. Maybe the Lord will give it to me. Amen. And now I, I'm just telling you that sin is a real thing. Amen. Uh, it's a it's a it says that you are enticed. And drawn away of your own lust. It comes from this old flesh. You can't get rid of that. Amen. There's been plenty of people uh, would love just to get out of this and get into something else. I can't wait till one day after a while we go to a place called heaven. And I take off this old body and put on a new one that is made unto incorruption. Amen. Uh, that is perfect and blameless. Because I'm tired and sick and tired of fighting the old devil and the lust of this flesh. Now you can look at it and say, boy preacher, you've said that about you. Don't say it about me. It's true of you. Amen. Everyone, every man is tempted. That's what verse 14 said in the book of James chapter 1. Every man is tempted. Mm -hmm. Now I do want to show you something else right here real quickly. It says, every man is tempted when he's drawn into his own lust and enticed. Verse 15 says, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. There's a difference between lust and enticement and sin. Now hear me what I'm saying to you. Temptation cometh to every man. What you do with that temptation determines when it becomes sin in your life. Amen. 
Amen. Now, 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 this ain't a hallelujah preacher message, but you're going to get there in just a minute. I hope with me. I'm really going to try to be brief. There is some benefits that the world shares about sin. It wants it to look like a good picture. It wants you to believe. The devil wants you to believe that sin will fulfill you. But can I tell you, sin is empty. It's empty. What are you saying? I'm saying it will not bring you joy. It will not bring you fulfillment. It will not bring you satisfaction. It will bring you guilt. It will bring you remorse. It will not fulfill as it says that it will fulfill. It's an empty promise that it gives. Sin is deceiving. Yeah. Now hear me. I want you, if you don't hear anything else today, hear this right here. Sin is deceiving because it will keep you from what God desires for you. Now I, I appreciate all the testimonies that were given. And I heard a loving God just just woven into your testimonies. I don't know if y'all heard him like I was listening and I was hearing such a compassionate, loving God who would give his only son for me on an old rugged cross. What a loving God. What do you think he might have in store for you today? But devil would, would give you his sin that would prevent you from having that. And finally, I can tell you this, verse 15 says, When the lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. There's really what sin brings. There's really what it brings. Yeah. Can I tell you, the, the, the world is wrapped up in the devil's sin. Wrapped up in his lust and enticement. And all it will bring is death. All it will bring is death. But God has something he wants to offer and has offered to you in its place. Well, what's the opposite of sin? Well, if sin is against God, then righteousness is unto him. If sin is wrong, then his righteousness is right. Romans chapter 6, verse 15. We'll begin reading then. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Here verse 16 one more time with it. Know ye not. Do you not understand? Do you not know that who you give yourself over to be a servant unto, that's who you will obey. And who you will obey is what you will be. You won't be one and the other. You'll be one or the other. You won't serve the sin of the flesh and serve God in his righteousness. You can't do it. You cannot do it. They are complete opposites from one another. Uh, the one is black and the other is white. Amen. One will lead you to death and one will lead you to everlasting life. They're not going to go together. Amen. Jesus said in the book of Revelations, it's hot and cold, right? And if you try to mix the two, which will be lukewarm, he'd spew you out. He, it ain't going to go. And I'm going to tell you now, church, when we let it into our homes, when we let it into our church, we won't go for God. We'll have something else. We'll have our way. That's what we'll have. Amen. All we'll be is just us. Uh, we won't have the power of the Spirit upon us. But when we serve Him, we can be a servant 
obedient unto righteousness. Verse 17, but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and unto iniquity, unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. I'll stop right there for just a minute. Brother Jeremy, this morning he stepped down from teaching Sunday school, and I thank God that he's willing to listen when God speaks to him and him to follow. Uh, but there were some comments made and some thoughts come to our mind then. If we don't yield ourselves into God's service, whatever it is, we are going to find ourselves led away by the devil. Amen. I'm just telling you. Amen. Hey, the people that stick it out in church, the people that are faithful unto God, I promise you now, are active in his house. Amen. They got something that they're a part of. They're doing something. I'm just telling you. How do you know that? Because it said in verse 19, Even so now, yield your members, that's your body, servants to righteousness unto holiness. There's a work to be done. Amen. Now, work ain't getting you to heaven. And how hard you work in this church ain't going to save you one moment. Amen. But what work will do is demonstrate your faith unto his righteousness. Amen. What work will do is let the world know where you stand. What work will do will help you keep you in check. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm dependent upon grace. Amen. I'm dependent on his salvation. I'm dependent upon his blood that was shed on an old rugged cross. Amen. But listen, he said in verse 15, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? God forbid. I'm going to tell you, we got Christians living that way. We got people who think, well, I'll just continue to live this way. I've been saved by his marvelous grace and I can't lose it. God forbid. Right. Somebody hear me now. Right. I, listen, I know this ain't the nicest message that you wanted to come here. You say, you've been out a couple weeks, y'all preaching something good. You, you, we ain't seen you. It seemed like in a month. Y'all Can I tell you, there's nothing better than the righteousness of God in your life. Uh, there's nothing better that can be preached to you to turn away from darkness and to turn unto the light. Amen. Right. But we got a world that thinks that we'll just live however we want to live. Yeah. Right. Amen. We went to that revival and they talked at that revival about how it used to be. The only thing that stands between us and them is whether or not there's a willingness to go work to see God move. Amen. Whether we're willing to get down and pray and say, seek God. Whether we're willing to get up in the middle of the night when God burns our heart and get on our hands and knees and cry out unto Him. Whether we're willing or not to put away the things of this world yeah. and see Him move more than anything else. That's all standing in the way. It's us that's standing in the way. Because we've taken, we've taken and we've used and abused grace. Amen. 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 That's right. Amen. I, Amen let, it, let it sink on you a minute. We've abused it. Yeah. Well, God loves me and he forgives me. Shame on you for taking advantage of him. I want you to just think for just a moment. If there was a little lady, old in years, come in here and sit down, and, and, and she's blind, 
I'll give you a story. Just stay with me now. And she's blind. And you notice that out of her purse as she was putting money in the offering plate, that a $20 bill fell out and fell on the floor, and she didn't know it. This happened to me, by the way. Would you take that $20? No, you wouldn't. I don't believe there's a one of you in here take that $20. It wouldn't matter if it was a hundred, a thousand, a million dollars. I don't think you'd take advantage of that poor lady. Why? Why would you not take advantage of her? Well, one, you're in the church house, right? You'd probably want to do better for that reason. Two, two, right? You'd, you'd have pity upon her, right? She can't see. Your heart would break for her. You'd probably pick it up and say, ma'am, you drop this out of your purse and you'd give it back to her. That's probably what you'd do, right? You would choose right instead of rather taking advantage of her, right? But yet, listen to me, but yet we take advantage of God and his grace every time we turn back to the world and the lust of the flesh and the sin of this world. We take advantage of one who give his son to die on for us. For us. On a cross. We take advantage of our sweet baby. Lord Jesus who come in a manger who would live a life filled with torment and pain. Who would have people turn against him and, and, and rail against him and eventually put him in all a rugged cross. We would turn our backs on him and choose the things of this world. Then we say it's in grace. God forbid. That's why we don't have righteousness. That's why we have the guilt and the shame and all the other things that we have. Let's read a little further. Uh, <clears throat> Verse 20 said, For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things that whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I will tell you what righteousness offers. Righteousness offers joy. Righteousness offers fulfillment. Now, I don't know about you. I like to get a job done. I, I, I like to complete a job and know that it's done. It gives me a sense of fulfillment, the satisfaction. I got that done, right? I was able to achieve that. You know, sin, every time that sin happens in your life, you don't feel that way. Sin says, hey, you're going to need more the next time. You're going to have to do that drug just a little bit more. You're going to have to do that just a little bit further. You tell that lie, you're going to have to tell another lie to cover up the first one you told. And then you're going to have to tell another one to cover up both of them. You're going to live in a cycle of lies. It's not fulfilling, but in righteousness, there is fulfillment. There, there is a there is a pride in Christ Jesus that you can walk in. I, I want you to know, and now some of y'all looking like a little hangdog. Don't look that way because I'll begin to suspect you, okay? Because I'm telling you, when you're living for Jesus, you walk in the doors of the church, you ain't got nothing to hang your head down about. Right? You lift your head up. It's not pride in you. It's pride in him. Where does our righteousness come from? It's in him. But there's a something inside of you that says, Thank the good Lord I'm living for him. And I'm under him. There's a peace and contentment 
that passes all understanding. Now I know, if you're like me, I'm going to tell you that what I get is brief glimpses, right? The salvation. Y'all remember when you say, think back just a moment. Think back. When you first got saved, what was that feeling like right afterward? Because I want you to know, in that moment, you're as perfect as you're ever going to be. Are y'all with me? Jesus, why? Because he said that he forgave your sins. All your sins. In this lifetime, he's as perfect as you was ever going to be. But then that's probably a time that you walked down that path and you chose something that just probably wasn't in the right interest, right? The devil took you down a different path heard a young man talking about he's testifying how he, he went away from God he come back to God went away from God he come back to God I don't know if any of you ever have that experience maybe not to great extremes but maybe a little bitty you know I just get a little bit cold I just get y'all know what I'm talking about anybody here y'all looking at me like I ain't never experienced that y'all much better Christians than I am amen because I'm telling you I know what it's like to be away from God. But I know what it's like to get on my hands and knees and repent and feel that forgiveness and to feel his love fill me up. I'm telling you, in his righteousness, can I just tell you, in his righteousness, there is a peace that passes all understanding. There's, in his righteousness, there's a love and contentment that is so satisfying. Oh, why we chase after those false sins, those false enticements, those false lusts. Why we chase after those things is beyond me because their only end is death. Yeah. But in righteousness is eternal life mm -hmm. and a peace and contentment in our Christ and our Savior, yeah. Jesus. Amen. There is such a peace there. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to read one verse and I'm going to... I'm going to close. I'm going to be done. And if you, if you need to pray, now I want you to hear me right now. If you need to pray for whatever the reason is, for whatever the reason, listen, the devil's going to tell you he just preached about sin and everybody in that church house is going to look at you and say, oh my goodness, what have they done? Can I tell you right now, the devil is a liar. Can I tell you, the devil is a liar and anyone who looks at you with condemnation has sin in their own heart <laughs> amen. amen I'm going to preach to you whether you like it or not amen. if the Lord tells you I really would like to draw close to you if you'd like the opportunity to feel that joy and peace and contentment bow down to this altar don't let the devil talk you out of it because all he's selling is dead things <laughs> That's all he's selling is dead things. He ain't got nothing for you. What Jesus has got for you is joy, peace, and contentment right. and everlasting life. Yeah. If you need that this morning or you got something else that you got to work out with him, I'm telling you, don't let the devil talk you out of it. You come and pray. I'm going to read you one verse, and this one verse ought to make you run. <laughs> Amen? Just listen to me. Verse First uh, John 2 and 1 says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, and we all do, we have an advocate with the Father. 
Jesus Christ, listen here, the righteous. You got one you can go to. Amen. If you hadn't felt, listen, if you hadn't felt the way that you used to feel, you need to come. If you've gotten just a little bit, I'm not saying you're out there doing terrible things. I'm not saying you're so far away that you don't know what's going on. I'm just saying you don't feel like you used to feel. Can I tell you, there's an advocate with the Father who says, I'll show you the way. You need to come see him. Hey, if you got people in your family that are lost and headed for hell, listen, sin's got a hold of them. Sin, they're wrapped up. They're enticed by their flesh, and they're seeking that way. Can I tell you, you need to come pray for them. Why? Because it's hard to escape. Remember your own times. It's hard to escape. Amen. But Jesus, the righteous, has a better way for them. You need to come pray for them. Amen. If you ain't got nothing else to pray for, you come pray for me. Amen. I, if you ain't got nothing else to pray for, come pray for me and pray for this church. I believe God wants us to get rid of the, the old sin of the world and get on the righteous side and go after him and see what he might have for us. I believe it as much as I'm standing here. You ain't got nothing else to pray for, you come pray for me. Amen. But now I want to tell you one more thing. After this service is over, we're going to another service. We're going to have communion and foot washing. And the Bible is very clear. Now hear me. The Bible is very clear. You're not to partake unless you're prepared. You cannot take if you're unworthy. Somebody needs to hear me. This is what the Bible says. Matter of fact, what it says is it brings sickness and death into your home. Amen. I just want you to know it's a serious thing. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to have time prayer. And to keep from embarrassing you and making you feel like I'm calling you out, we're going to have them come sing a song. And I want you all to come. That would help everybody, wouldn't it? You say, well, I don't want to come. Well, would you come for somebody else? Because if you sit there, then somebody else might think, well, then I'll just sit here. Yeah. I say, preacher, are you pushing the pressure on us? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Why? Because the righteousness of God is worthy of seeking Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all get that? Amen. The righteousness of God is worthy of seeking. Amen. Are we his church or not his church? That's right. Are you his or not his? Mm-hmm. Are you ashamed of him? Hear me. Or be like that lady and say, I'll just keep the $20. Let's not take advantage of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his grace and mercy. So I want to come get a verse of song. When she plays the first note on the piano, I want you to come. If he's put something on your heart, you pray for that. If you ain't got anything else to pray for, you pray for me. You pray for this church. No matter what it is, stand with us all over the past.